This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a good week so far. It's been uh, it's been pretty chilly. I'm going to be very honest. I'm a little bit... Uh, it's amazing how the start of the season kind of marks the end of summer in some ways. And yet it gets so cold so quickly here. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm moaning about how hot it is. Now I'm on the show like what feels like a few days away later, <laughs> moaning about how cold it is. But it is kind of weird how cold it gets so quickly and the season kind of kicks that off. But, of course, the players will be heading to their warm weather training camps or the warm weather of Qatar to play in the Winter World Cup. But uh, And despite, Charlie, it being only Wednesday, the week will go fast, I promise you. We're nearly there. Just think about it. Once you're over this day, you're on with that. It's Friday. It's as simple as that. Just think about it that way. But, you know, there's also this thing about we end up wishing our lives away, don't we? We're going, oh, the next weekend, football, the next <laughs> next few days, if we go away till football, enjoy enjoy the now, enjoy your days, make the most of them. Anyway, good morning. I don't know, I'm going all deep and uh, philo- philosophical. Is that the right word? I think it is this morning. Anyway, good morning. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're well. Uh, Paul, good morning to you. Good morning to Matt. Good morning to Carl and Rich and Stephen. Good morning to Blackshine and Red Star and Harrison. Uh, good morning to Abdullahi. Good morning to Dave. Good morning to Marcus and Junior, NSW and Junior. I uh, said so Junior twice. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, everybody in the chat box. And of course, those that are listening back on audio and on YouTube as well. Remember, you can watch this first live on YouTube at 8am every single day. Uh, the Martinelli shirt sold out. Great to see that. The draw will be live today, uh, 12pm midday over on the Football Prizes Facebook page. So make sure you go over if you did get a ticket to watch the drawing of the competition. Uh, for those of you that yeah, didn't know, you can watch the draws live over on Football Prizes Facebook page. So make sure you get involved and good luck to those of you that did buy a ticket. Uh, you can go back and watch the Arsenal against Brighton preview show that we did ahead of the game tonight. Remember that the game is not being broadcast here in the UK or the US or Canada. You may struggle to find a way to get updated 
uh, from a live viewing standpoint. There are a number of ways you can keep updated. The first way, of course, I should tell you is that we're doing a live blog of the game on Football London. Kaya Kainak will be at the game providing regular updates of what's happening. I also believe that potentially we might have the Arsenal commentary from Arsenal.com. That's certainly how I'm going to be listing along to the game um, and then watching the highlights and still doing a reaction show tomorrow morning. Uh, all the combinations possible to try and get any way to view it uh, will be made. But uh, I think we may have to surrender ourselves to listening back on Arsenal.com. Very strange. It's just wrong that you can't watch a game. It's just It just feels strange. It's not right, but it's the way in which we have to deal with it tonight. Uh, Arsenal are considering loaning Marquinhos out in January. A report from Simon Collins of the Evening Standard continues information that myself and Kai Kainek reported earlier on in the summer uh, the club were going to loan him out in the summer. However, they were so impressed with what he was providing in the summer, they decided to keep him. It was also a combination um, of it was also a combination of uh, what else? Um, the fact that they didn't manage to sign a striker or a wide player. That's what I was getting at. That's why uh, they weren't able. They weren't willing to loan him out because they weren't in the end signing a wide player because we had the whole chaos with. Mohamed Elneny's injury, which of course meant that uh, Marquinhos was an option for us in a wide position. Um, Nuno Tavares is also a wanted man. Juventus are said to be keen on signing the Portuguese left back. This is really good. Um, I, I'm happy with this link. This is where Arsenal should be working to try and sign players for a, a small amount of money. So therefore they can then sell them on in the future for a larger fee. We just haven't been able to do that we haven't been able to do it often enough I'm looking forward to seeing what money we kind of get for a player like Nuno Tavares but it's the type of business that you want to see from Arsenal because these are the types of deals that other big clubs at the level that we're trying to be at are able to do it gets the money it gives them a bit of a financial reinforcement outside of the usual means and we need to make sure that we do that 7 million quid, I think we paid for in 7.5. If we can get upwards of 20 million quid for Tavares, that would be a brilliant piece of business by the Gunners. And Juventus are in great need of reinforcement. So who knows? We'll see and wait till the summer about what indeed the fee might be for a sale of the Portuguese left back, a left wing back, I suppose. Now, further reports suggest that Danilo is indeed close, but that Arsenal will have to pay in the region of £25 million to sign a 21-year-old Brazilian midfielder. Uh, this follows on reports from the other day. Uh, Bola VIP reported that Arsenal were reportedly close to a deal uh, because the Palmeiras club had basically identified the Udinese midfielder Wallace to bring him in as a replacement. Now, further outlets have now suggested that this is indeed true. Still waiting for more confirmation here on uh, the English side of things about whether or not this deal is something that could indeed get done in January. But you can be sure with the World Cup getting underway in less than two weeks' time that we'll be producing for you a tactical breakdown on the Brazilian midfielder. I want to save kind of that content for the World Cup so that we've got more Arsenal stuff to cover during that period. But don't you worry, we're bringing you a tactical breakdown on the 21-year-old and getting you more information as soon as feasibly possible. Now, uh, Roberto Di Zerbi, the Brighton manager, spoke ahead of the game against Arsenal this evening. He says that they are taking the competition very seriously and that their lineup will reflect that. Uh, Brighton have so far managed to beat both Manchester United and Chelsea. They've also got a draw against Liverpool this season. 
So they are no mugs by any means. And Arsenal should be worried about what challenge they will face this evening. And it is therefore unsurprising that Mikel Arteta in his pre-match press conference talked about the need to play a competitive squad. Speaking ahead of the game, he said it is different. It is a different competition, but the purpose is the same, to play as good as we can, win the game and go into the next round. You know there are no second chances and we'll take it very seriously. We're going to pick a, a very competitive team. I think everyone deserves chances and we'll make some changes with judgment in relation to the load on the players but will play to win. The ones that haven't played want to have their chance and feel they are contributing to the team. The positive thing is that everybody has played games and everyone has been important. We have two games to go and the focus has been there because we know that afterwards we have a big break. Now, that was the release statements. Now, he did do some further quotes that have been released late last night, which I'll talk through to you as well. Talking about how Brighton and how they've changed under Roberto Di Zerbi, he said, well, first of all, talking about Brighton is what they've done in the past two or three years. I think it's remarkable from a club perspective. They have really a clear vision, strategy and way of playing, the way they recruit, but the way that they play, most importantly. I think it has been a really consistent. I know Roberto well. I followed him. I think he's an extraordinary coach with very clear ideas that I really enjoy watching. And tomorrow they will put a big test on us. Now, he was also asked about uh, Gabriel Martinelli and Jesus making their respective, well, not even respective because they're just both Brazilian. He says they are delighted. I spoke to both of them today and they have big smiles on their faces. For Gab Martinelli, it's his first one, I think. It's a huge achievement to be part of the national team. For Gabby Jesus, it's great as well because he needed that call after what happened in the last one. And for Gabby Magalhaes, uh, it's a disappointment. Uh, but when you look at the squad they have and the experience they have in that position, you have to understand that. And it's another challenge for him. He needs to be ready for the next one. He needs to improve and carry on with the good things that he's been doing. Tomorrow will give us the, or tonight rather, will give us the best insight. This is me talking now. Um, will give us the best insight around whether or not Gabby Magaliash will be uh, responding well from this bad news. I have confidence that he will. But you never know how a player might react after receiving bad news like the fact that they won't be involved in their country's World Cup plans. Very difficult indeed when, of course, you don't, when you've got such an attachment, I suppose, to your Brazilian national side like they do. Uh, it might be different for other nations, but for Brazil, it's just so incredibly important. Um, I mean, maybe some of you are going out and traveling to Brazil. Uh, on your travels and we'll want to watch some of the Arsenal games throughout the rest of the season. It's a great culture, definitely worth a visit. I hear good things. Uh, our good friend Pablo Mira in the Discord server has been recently in Brazil. Well, if you do manage to go and travel to another country and you want to watch Arsenal, there is one way in which you can do that and continue with your typical broadcasting app. All you need to do is use Nord. VPN. Uh, the broadcasting service is great and allows you to surf the internet safely and securely uh, just by going to nordvpn.com slash guna. You can get yourself a massive discount off a year or two year plan, upwards of 60% if you go for the two year plan. Uh, if you don't like it though, there is a 30, 30 day money back guarantee as well, which enables you to get your money back and uh, try all the service as well if you want to do that. But I've used this a number of times. You know, I went off on my honeymoon to Mauritius and I used it in able to watch the Arsenal-Brentford game. It also enabled me to cheekily watch a little bit of reality TV that I don't like to talk about too much because, frankly, I shouldn't be watching it as a 28-year-old man. Um, but I do because I love it. So, <laughs> massive thank you to 
NordVPN for sponsoring the channel. Always massively appreciate the things that they've done and to support the channel in upgrading it and making it a better listening experience for you. Um, really good stuff. Anyway, let's move on to part two and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, let's jump into the chat box for the next 15 to 20 minutes and go through some of your questions. Dirk says, how good is Danilo? Is he good enough for now? And what is his ceiling as a player? Of course, we'll find out a lot more when we do our tactical breakdown and our deep dive into him. But in short, he's a very highly rated young player. Uh, I think, uh, obviously, he's on the cusp of the Brazilian national side as well. It is my understanding that he was included in their 55-man squad for the tournament. Uh, managers had to basically submit a 55-man plan uh, in October ahead of then narrowing that down to a 26-man squad as of around this week. In fact, they can make changes on the squad up until a day before their first game. So it isn't completely over for Gabriel Magalhaes just yet. Um, If there is any injuries in the Brazilian squad, they can replace players up until 24 hours before their first game. Brazil play their first game on the 24th of November. So there's now 15 or 14 days now for them to make any last-minute changes if there are indeed any injuries. So it's not completely over yet. But Danilo, a left-footed midfielder that's really strong in that area and I think could potentially give us cover, not just at the number six position, but also the number eight. He also adds goals to the midfield. He isn't afraid to get forward. He isn't afraid to take a shot on target either and has been rewarded with that with a number of finishes already this year and last. Uh, Mad Tomo says, not Arsenal related, but apparently Reese James is out of Southgate's World Cup squad. What are your thoughts? If he is indeed out, it's obviously more beneficial for Ben White. He is a good player. For an England perspective, it's not a good bit of news. For a Ben White perspective, it's a very good bit of news. So let's wait and see if it does indeed get White into that squad. Uh, James says the World Cup call is great for Martinelli and Arsenal. If he didn't get called up, he might have thought that Arsenal were not a big enough club for him to get into that team. It's a fair point. You know, I think that absolutely he still has no... Uh, illusions about how good Arsenal is for him. But getting into the World Cup squad, of course, enables him to have that confidence that being with Arsenal will get, in fact, him into the team. Uh, Ahmed says, do you think top four is almost guaranteed? We need 12 wins for the next 25 to get 70 points, which should our focus be on going for the title. We need to have our focus on finishing as high up the table as possible. I'm not talking of titles. I'm not even talking of top four. All I'm focused on is the next game, which is obviously tonight, and then Wolves at the weekend being the next Premier League game. Well, let's just see where we are come the end of the season. Focus on the next game. Focus on picking up three points. Focus on progressing through to the next round of whatever tournament that we're in. 
and we'll move from there. Is it almost guaranteed? No, it's never guaranteed. It's football. Anything can happen. But we've certainly positioned ourselves brilliantly to get there. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can do it. Maggie says, would you take fourth and winning the FA Cup? No, Matt, I would quite like to see what is going to happen this season. I would quite like to see what things might happen. I, uh, Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic. So why take something now when I can wait and see what might happen in the future? And why would I deprive myself of the, the joy and the surprise and the excitement of what could be to come? DR says, how do you think we should tell Juve to do one if they bid anything less than 30 million? I think 30 million is a lot of money for a player, obviously, that we signed for 7.5 million just over a season ago that didn't really play that much last season and obviously is now playing in Liga with Marseille. You're not going to get close to 30 million. I don't know why we have kind of these crazy views on figures. You know, I remember when we were looking to sell Anthony Maitland-Niles, people were talking upwards of 30 million at one stage. It's just not realistic. 20 million upwards, I think, is a fair price tag for him. And I think maybe we may end up even getting slightly less than 20 million pounds for Nuno Tavares. But that's the kind of ballpark that Arsenal need to be aiming for with him. Uh, let's go to Boyce, who says, uh, how many goals has he got for us this past couple of seasons? Two, he is powerful in both boxes. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli, I assume. Or Margalash, potentially, that might be. Absolutely. Um, Dan says, hi, Tom. What do you think of Bremer's inclusion in the Brazil squad and excluding Magalhaes? Meanwhile, Bremer has been woeful for Juventus. I don't understand it. I know Harry Simu tweeted saying he doesn't understand it. Uh, apparently Chite just doesn't really trust Gabriel to be in the squad, which is a shame because I think it would have been a real asset to the Brazilian squad this season. Uh, Twin says, how do we keep this momentum after the World Cup? And what happens if we don't have all of our starting 11 back? Would that compromise our position in the league? Does this momentum suffer because of the World Cup? Absolutely. Is the fact that we're going to try and play some uh, friendlies over the World Cup period going to help us? I think it will does get him through to the fourth round of the Carabao Cup, meaning that we play a game on the 20th or 21st of December. A good thing. It's absolutely a good thing, and we should try and progress to ease us back into that competition. Ultimately, we don't know how this Qatar World Cup is going to affect the players. It's a very unique and strange season, so it's impossible to know how it might affect us. What we should know is that Man City have got a lot more players going to the World Cup than we do. So who knows how it will end up affecting all of the teams in the league. Uh, Mark Bakradan says, Tom, with the World Cup being a January transfer window showcase, are you concerned about our transfer target prices increasing to silly levels? Well, Tillemans, of course, is a player that's going to the World Cup and is a target of Arsenal. Danilo isn't going to the World Cup. Potentially any of those wide players might. Mudrik isn't going to the World Cup. So he, again, is a player that we don't have to worry about that being affected by the World Cup performances. Rafa Liao, I think, will end up going with Portugal. There are players that are going to be there. Wilfred Zaha isn't going with Ivory Coast. So, you know, there are certainly targets, I think, that aren't going. Who knows? Maybe it will open up opportunities for us, uh, Mark, as to what we might end up going for from the tournament. Uh, Roy says, really like Zinchenko's comments. Move up on the omnipresent, move on from the omnipresent top four club. Do you think we've really encapsulated that? I think absolutely. We aren't a top four team. We should be aiming to be at the upper echelons and competing for titles. This top four was a a reputation we gained under financial restrictions after we moved to the Emirates. We have shrugged off those financial restrictions. We are a team that spends big and spends money at the level of title-challenging sides now. 
and we need to now put ourselves in the bracket of teams that are competing for titles. We're not financially as free as clubs like Man City or maybe even like Newcastle in the future. We'll have to wait and see. But we certainly are in a position where if teams like Chelsea can go forward and put in a title challenge or teams like Liverpool can put in a title challenge and even win, we certainly should be able to position ourselves to do the same thing. So Hans says, what about Jude Bellingham to Arsenal? I'd be shocked if that happened. Man City and Liverpool, I think, are the two key runners. But if we do qualify for the Champions League, which we should, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be throwing our hat into the ring for Bellingham at all. Uh, Christian says, Tom, would you be against Arsenal trying to get Ivan Tony in January? I'm not his biggest fan. I'll be very honest. I'm not his biggest fan on a personal level. Um, from a striking standpoint, I think I'd rather see Arsenal go for a more versatile forward that can play across the front three. Tony, I think, could certainly offer goals and a different style of forward to us. But I think I'd rather see Arsenal move for a versatile wide forward who can play in the middle than another striker in January. Uh, Esmond says, hi, everyone. Gabriel Jesus is a good player, but he needs to practice his shooting and aiming as for Saka as well. Every striker needs to improve their shooting and every striker does. But yeah, we'd like to see him score more goals. Just a little bit out of form at the moment. I'm sure that'll come. Dan says, I love the speed and fluidity that we play with and Jesus is an integral part of that. But it seemingly results in Jesus being frequently pulled too far inside or outside. Is this impacting our attacking threat? No. You look at our number of goals we've scored so far this season. You look at the number of goal contributions he has within that 12 of however many of the amount of goals that we've managed to get in the back of the net this year. He's a massive part of the amount of goals that we score. And we're currently on for a goal record in the Premier League that reflects that of a side that will be competing for a title. So no, it doesn't impact our attacking threat as of yet. Um, Deep Kundu says, Tom, do you think our academy players will get a chance against Brighton? I doubt it. I think we're going to go quite strong tonight. Don't be surprised if you see a lot of first-team starters start this game. Aya, thank you so much for the donation. Uh, the issue with being reasonable and fair with transfer prices is that we're virtually the only ones that do so. Everyone else places ridiculous prices. Um, let's go to the Premier League all transfers on transfer marks because I find that sometimes this gives us some perspective onto what the current states of transfers are. So if we go to uh, the outs of, say, Aston Villa, uh, Chukwameka was sold for £16 million. Pounds. Uh, I don't know why this is done in... Uh, why, why is it being done in euros? I want it done in... Okay, it's being done in euros for some reason. I don't really know why, but it is. £18 million euros apparently is what uh, Chukwameka was sold for. He's a really strong young player. You would see them typically going for more than that. So I don't think that's entirely surprising at all that they managed to get just that amount of money for him. Matt Target, 14 million quid. Uh, Trezeguet went for 4 million euros. If we go down to Brentford, uh, they only sold one player, Marcus Fors, uh, to Middlesbrough for 3.6 million euros. Uh, if we go to Brighton, Mark Kukurea went for a lot of money, as you would expect. Ibasuma went for just £25 million. Neil Mope, that striker who's 26 years of age, went for less than £10 million. If we go down to Chelsea, uh, Emerson left for West Ham for around £12 million. Billy Gilmore left for less than €8 million, Euros, you know, or €8.3 million. Euros. I'm sorry, but I don't agree with you. These big prices that we talk about, there's this whole thing around, you know, the English players in particular. And you think of Liverpool with Jordan Ibe, Rian Brewster. You trust me. Ask Sheffield United. Are they regretting spending 24-odd million quid on Rian Brewster? Yes. Clubs aren't paying as much as what people think. I think it's a little bit of an outdated 
rhetoric around the sales of Premier League teams. Uh, if we go down to Everton, who sold, let's try and find a player that was being sold for kind of a younger uh, of a younger age. Uh, let's go to uh, Fulham sold Fabio Cavallio to Liverpool for five point nine million euros. Leeds United, uh, who did they sell? Well, they sold two players in their mid twenties for quite big fees to Barcelona, Manchester City. Uh, if we go to Leicester, of course, Wesley Fofana went for big, big money. But they then sold Kasper Schmeichel for a million euros. There is that as well. Uh, going to Liverpool's sales of this summer, Nico Williams, 21-year-old, Premier League move of a, a right-back slash left-back, 21-year-old, 20 million euros. So, I mean, in terms of a player that wasn't starting for a Premier League big side, went for around 17-ish million quid. I think that's pretty comparative, actually, to Nuno Tavares. Uh, who is going to be moving to an Italian team, it seems, or maybe a, a team outside of the UK. If Nico Williams is moving for around €20 million Euros from a team like Liverpool, I think that's a pretty good example, actually, of like the age bracket of players and what they might move for. So €30 million quid plus for Tavares, I don't think that makes sense at all. And so the, the point of everyone else places ridiculous prices on players... I don't think that necessarily it plays the same part. And yes, Janesh, of course, contract situations are a big factor in this. Absolutely. And it's impossible to know all the details of contracts and wages at all. But I'm sorry, the expectation that Nuno Tavares, even with two or three years left on his deal, would go for upwards of 30 million after playing one season for Marseille is pretty mad. And I just don't. I just don't see that happening. Absolutely. Pedro Porro at uh, Man City left for around €8 million Euros to Sporting Lisbon. Manchester United sold Andreas Pereira uh, for around €9 million. Euros. Uh, it seems to be that there's kind of this, there's two kind of levels of transfers from Premier League uh, teams or when they uh, sell players. You either see them move for big, big fees, yeah, upwards of 30 to £40 million, pounds, or you see the move for the sub-20 kind of level. You don't really see this middle ground all that often. And actually, it's more each end of the spectrum in more extremes than than any other. Uh, if we go to, let's have a look at some other sales. Southampton are a team that have sold pretty well in the past. They didn't make any money at all this summer. Uh, they lost Forster, Redmond, Harry Lewis and Shane Long on free transfers. Um, and undisclosed fees were made for uh, Romeo and Valerie. So they did make some money, but none of it is registered at all in this one. Uh, Steven Bergvine, remember that guy that signed for Spurs as a 22-ish uh, year old from PSV, serious money? He left for around £25 million. Are we going to sell Nuno Tavares for more than what Steven Bergvine left Spurs for? I would be shocked if that happened. Very, very shocked indeed. So I hope that gives you some insight around kind of Premier League sales. I think there maybe is a misconception around that. And Janesh, he may be catching the eye at Marseille, but he still don't... I don't think he's got any assists so far this season. If I have a quick check of his stats, I might be wrong. I know he's got a couple of goals this season. Um, but Nuno Tavares this season for Marseille has got zero assists playing in a wing-back position. How are you going to get 30 million quid for this guy? <laughs> you know, Tom says we could get 40 for new. What planet are we living on? <laughs> what planet are we living on to think that we're going to get 40 million for Nuno Tavares? A guy with two goals or three goals and, and, and no assists playing at left wing-back for Marseille. I don't know where we are going to get this money from. You know, Nicolas Pepe, Natish says uh, here, how is Pepe doing? He's doing okay. He's not doing amazing with Nice. He's got a few goals this season. 
but he's up with a year left on his deal when he comes back. You're going to be lucky to get 15 million quid for Nicola Pepe next summer. Uh, I think 20 million quid maximum for Tavares is about what you would get. And I think that's a fair price. But I think people really need to screw their heads on a little bit tighter regarding potential Premier League sale prices because they're just nowhere near as high as what you think they are. They really, really aren't. And this kind of rhetoric around Rian Brewster and um, and some of the players that Chelsea have sold in the past is just not it's just not fair. It's just not accurate. It's just not representative of actually what happens in the Premier League these days. It just doesn't. Um, Mark says, we may as well ask for 250 million for Nuno. Uh, Amber Lee says, uh, Balogun is doing the best time in France. He absolutely is. Really think that he could go on uh, to be something at Arsenal or at least get us a very, very good fee indeed. Uh, Bakary Lasagna says, uh, I bet we don't get anything more than 15 million for Nuno. I wouldn't be surprised to see if we didn't get anything more than 15 million for Nuno Tavares. I think we can try and get closer to 20, but it's certainly just more representative of the price. Uh, let's go to uh, <laughs> Addis says, some of these teams cook their books, whatever that might mean. Um, Yulfie says, if Nuno can't be sold for good money or can't make the squad, would you call this a bad purchase for Arsenal? Well, if he doesn't go for good money, then yeah. But I expect, look, 20 million quid for Nuno Tavares is very good money. Very good money indeed. And I would be absolutely taking an offer of 20 million for that. Temi says Nuno is worth 40 million. <laughs> you're just winding me up at this stage. I just know, I just know you're winding me up. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way that Nuno Tavares is worth 40 million. He's just not. He's just not worth that. This isn't FIFA. This, I doubt even on FIFA. I wonder how much anyone could actually sell. What I want you to do is if you play FIFA, go into your career modes, start it as, as Arsenal, jump over, recall Nuno Tavares back from loan, sell him in the next window and see what you get from him and then print screen it and send it to me. That's what I want to see. I want to see that even on a video game, if you can get 40 million for Nuno Tavares, that's your challenge. That's your TGT challenge. If any of you are FIFA players and you can go and get 40 million in the summer of 2023 for Nuno Tavares, then do let me know. Do let me know if you can do it. <laughs> and Yori says Nuno for 35 million and three years subscription of NordVPN. Oh, you know, that's all. Oh, that's a good deal. <laughs> it's a good deal. Oh, dearie me. Honestly, I think it's comical that people think 40 million is what he's worth. Unbelievable. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there before I have a mental breakdown. Um, have a fantastic day, people. Uh, do your best to try and find a way to watch the game tonight. Of course, uh, I know it's not being shown on the likes of ESPN and being sports aren't showing the game. Um, so it's going to be very difficult for anyone, I think, to watch this this evening if it is even being broadcast anywhere. To my understanding, I don't think that it is. Um, you will be able to follow it on the live blog over at Football London and you will, of course, be able to listen to it, I think, on the Arsenal website with their match commentary. So without further ado, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Drop a like on the video before you leave. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And as always... Up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.